Welcome to the Contractor Success Forum. Today, we're discussing cash flow tips for contractors. The Contractor Success Forum discusses financial strategies for running a more profitable, successful construction business. And share our program with your friends and go to those show notes. They're in the other episodes. You guys all know where they are if you've been listening to our show. So now we have our three long-term construction industry professionals. We have Wade Carpenter with Carpenter and Company CPAs helping contractors nationwide to become permanently profitable for over 30 years. And Stephen Brown, a construction bond agent with McDaniel Whitley Bonding and Insurance Agency with over 30 years of experience underwriting and placing bonds for you as contractors. And I'm Rob Williams, your profit strategist with Iron Gate Entrepreneurial Support Systems, driving profit in contractors' businesses with decades of vertical integration. As a contractor, a manufacturer, an aviator, a financial strategist in the construction industry. And so today, what cash flow tips do we have for our contractors today? I know you could add DJ to that list of accomplishments, Rob. DJ, yes. yes. Color, color man in the the CSF. All right. CSF color okay. man. Okay. Wade, what, what is cash flow, Wade? <laughs> well, I don't even know what that means. What does cash flow mean? Well, I think anybody, any contractor here that's listening to this, knows what cash flow is. You can have all the work in the world, but if you don't have the cash coming in, you can't get it done. How's that for definition? Man, That's you nailed it. An awesome definition. So I guess I hate to start this because Wade's he's the CPA, but to me, the first place to start is knowing what that check that you receive is for. When you're paid for job number two it's not to be finished paying for job number one wait how in the hell do you know that how do you know what to do with that well if we're talking about what to do with the check i think you and i our experience with profit first would say we need to put it away and we need to maybe put it aside for like materials and subs any of those job expenses that were used for that job and it's yeah. tough to do to get started on that. And, and we can work on some systems to, to get you there. Yeah. But. And you've got to have a good accounting system yeah. before you can know what that is, to, to know how much to put to each. Right. Place. You you invoice someone, check comes in as an invoice. Theoretically, it's supposed to be posted toward that job and the job cost. But, you know... I, you get kind of afraid sometime about your cash flow. You don't know what's coming up. So I think I'll just kind of hang on to it and, yeah. and hoard it a little bit. That and it all goes be- into that one checking account. So how do you know? You know? All that money's just sitting there. How do you know what you're supposed to use for what in the cash flow? And this is just one area of the cash flow tip because for years we had gone with using that one big bucket of cash and then you've got all these reports to try to kind of project that cash flow. But, but when it's behind... It's just behind. So how do you get out of that? What do you do? Right. Wade, where do you start? Where, well, where you... we can talk about profit first. It is, I know this is more about cash flow, but a lot of people say, I'm not making money. I'm behind on my bills. And they say, I can't do this until I get, and they never get there. Too much in debt. And the time to start is now. Even if you just take 1% and put it aside 
for profit or towards catching up or your debt or that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you'll have that money for that cash flow when surprises come up. Hopefully right. it's not just a habit that, well, you get in a habit of putting it aside, but you don't have a habit of paying the, the last job with the new check and getting out of that cycle and having a system. You've got to have some kind of system because you're out there working day to day and most people don't have a CFO. Some people do have a CFO, but if you don't have a CFO working full time for you for your daily decisions that are writing and paying all those checks, you got to have some kind of system because you're busy getting your job done. So how do you have some system that makes it really simple that, that allocates that money and puts it in the right bucket so you'll know how much is available to spend for that correct cash flow need? Wade, back to yeah, you, I mean, man. Well, you, you already kind of went into the accounting and the job costing system. And I'll go a step further right now because you can have the best job costing. You can have the best system and very expensive software. If it's never set up right, that's one thing. But the other thing is, even if you got it set up right, if people do not get the information in there, it's garbage in, garbage out. And nobody wants to go out on a job and, and come back and do paperwork at night. But it's one of those necessary evils. And Owners let their project managers and supervisors not turn in their paperwork, not turn in the costing. And if you don't have the paperwork in, you're not going to get the bill out. You're not going to get paid. And that's, sorry, I'm on a rant. No, that's great. Because <laughs> we started with talking about the general, you know, have your infrastructure in place. Right. And now we're talking about specifically what you need to do. Get those invoices out on time as early as you can because all those days one day one day one day they add up really quickly especially if you're a big contractor so let's move into that and steven into the the specifics of what you do once you get your infrastructure well, can i continue on my rant then yeah come on I mean, rant baby let's rant rants for a cpa may be different from other <laughs> people but anyway too often, people don't get their bills in. You really should want to get your bills in from your subs and your material suppliers so that you can get that cost into that pay application. And it'll come in and it'll sit on a project manager's desk before it goes to accounting. And then it doesn't get into that month's bill and it gets pushed down the road 60 days or 75 days before you get paid for it. And every company, they need that instill in everybody that works there that cash flow is king. And if you don't get the paperwork in, you don't get paid. Yeah, And don't forget, you're not really doing your client a favor when you don't bill them because sometimes they may not have their cash all worked out. And they may have spent the money thinking that they had all this extra cash that was meant for you. And so they may get upset. I told that story uh, a couple of episodes ago about when we started our trust manufacturing plant, we were so busy. And when we started, we didn't have a controller and we were just, just going everywhere, trying to get the trusses out in the wall panels. We were just so busy. We didn't bill. It might've been a whole year. And we happened to have sold another company. So we had a lot of cash. And so when we finally brought them a year's worth of bills, man, they just about fell out. <laughs> like, you didn't bill us for a year? And we thought, well, gosh, we're being friendly. And they were kind of upset about that because it totally messed with their cash flow. Stephen, you got any comment? Well, yeah, I think those are some great observations because we've talked in the past about reading your contract provisions. And 
communicating to the owner that, look, we don't want to finance this job. We want to build it. You're hiring us to build it. So uh, we're going to abide by the terms of the contract that we both agreed upon. If someone needs an estimate and it's private work, the sooner and the more professional you get it to whoever wants that, the more professional you appear to be. And it's the same with your billing. People do appreciate getting bills. They want to get it in their system. They have their own cash flow issues to deal with. Federal work, it's like an easy pay plan if it's set up right. You're going to get that money wired into your account like clockwork. I've had a lot of my federal contractors say it's a very, very peaceful feeling. So whatever the contract says, that's one thing. But I think what the two of you were talking about is it it trickles down, doesn't it? And trickles back up. It, it really does. That leads into me loving to talk about – wait, I hope I can talk about that secret sauce. It's like McDonald's secret sauce or the Coca-Cola formula. Wade has got these great sheets about cash flow and all the different items. I could call them line items or things that you follow and you track. Now we're really getting specific, but in his presentation, which we won't have that today – It's unbelievable how that adds up over the time in a year and your growth rate. And and Wade, I don't know if you want to reveal these secret sauces on this episode. I mean, this value is going to be amazing. Can you talk about those? Well, I'm not sure which which particular secret sauce you're talking about, but, (laughs) you know, I think the paperwork is the key and having that system built in. It all goes back to if it doesn't get in the system, it's garbage. Too often, owners just let their project manager slide. If you hold their check until they turn their paperwork in, they magically will get that paperwork into you. They're not turning in receipts. And a lot of times they'll make me, the CPA, the bad guy, which is okay. <laughs> Wade said, you got to do this. It's not my fault, but that, that's okay. Just get it in. Let's get it. Yeah. Let's get it built. Let's get it. Let's get. Well, there are those certain days. There's a whole list of things you can go down. Typically, on your you get them from your balance sheet or your cash flow statements. Number of days of your accounts payable. Numbers of days of your accounts receivable. Your inventory days of inventory you have in there. Your work in progress. All those things you work on. All those factors. And if you have those lists and you're constantly improving each one of those. It's amazing what that does for your cash cycle, particularly if you're a growing company, because with a lot of companies, most companies have a what I would title a negative cash cycle. When you're growing, the more business you start doing, you actually lose cash flow because it costs you money to finance those jobs. As you're going, you're making a profit, but when you're growing you're actually losing cash flow unless you can get your payables and your receivables and your work in progress and inventory, all those things to balance out. And the closer to zero days, the balance of those are the faster you're able to grow your company without needing as much cash. That's kind of where I was going. And I love Wade yeah. Sheet. He's got a whole class on this. Well, there is such a thing as fundable growth rate and nobody thinks about it, but if you don't have profit, if you're, constantly buying a truck on December 29th to get that deduction and you wipe out your profit, there's not going to be any there to do it, to grow the company. And I love where you were going. I know, Rob, you got an MBA, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if Stephen does too, but they talk about the cash conversion cycle. And if you know about what you were talking about, the accounts payable and accounts receivable, contractors think about that. But there's another piece of the cash conversion cycle 
the inventory. And contractors do not think about inventory. And they really may, may not have inventory. But their whip is their inventory. So many people have no clue how much cash is tied up in not getting that bill out. You paid your labor for a whole month. That's not billed. You've got to collect all that. And when you start looking at the components of what goes into your whip, that is where you can seriously speed up your cash, the days of cash. That can help you grow even without the profit. I can't tell you how many times I've looked at whips, work in progress, work on hand reports, they're called to. Then you're talking to the contractor and they say, well, the job's showing 50% complete, but we're really 75% complete. It's all about billing. You didn't bill it, it doesn't show up in your whip. I love the graphical presentations I've seen on these. So if you can get an expert somewhere to try to put this down for you in a format and you can see the difference because people would say, well, logically, if my account's receivable or the same number of days as my account's payable, wow, things should balance out. Well, that's not really even close because your account's receivable may start a lot later than your account's payable started because then you got to use all those jobs and stuff to, to build that until you can invoice that stage of the job. So there's a big gap there and, and you can work on that. And there, then the dollar amounts are, are not different. And hopefully your accounts payable, what your payments to your vendors are, are smaller, hopefully than the money you're making. So there's some balance that way, but seeing this on a graphical presentation. It was just mind blowing to me to see it. Wait, you can tell I'm like a big fanboy here of your presentation of that. So, <laughs> Well, that, that's where the payables and the receivables, you can have exactly the same and it can be coming in and, and out, but you're losing it in your whip. And that's where your money is sitting and you're financing these jobs for these owners. Yeah. I you like your comment about the whip being inventory too. And also these reports, Wade, we've been talking about the secrets to increasing your bonding capacity. A a good banker really appreciates you having a program that makes sense as far as your billing and receivables are concerned and your ability to communicate that. There are some jobs that you, you know, you're going to be stuck financing. Maybe you can bid that into your price a little bit and you need to use a bank to fund it, not your cash flow. You build it into your job costs. Those kind of reports really open doors. You're a completely different level of professional when you talk to a banker and you have that kind of information. They will fight for your business. Yeah, and Stephen and Wade, y'all both alluded to how some of these technology tools can help that. They don't solve that usually, in my experience. Well, first, you got to know how to use them, though, don't you, Wade? You know, how can some of these systems help? Well, there's a lot of things we can do, and I think we're probably going to do an episode on that. That would be a great uh, idea. Y'all tune yes. in for that episode. <laughs> there's a lot of things that are out there now. There's a lot of technology that can help speed up billing and, and where your vehicles are and things like that that help you job cost them. Once you put them in place, they really pay for themselves easily. Maybe. But you still got to work at them. I've made that mistake thinking that I had some fancy accounting system that was going to solve everything. I can't tell you how many times I bought some software program that I thought was going to solve every problem I had. But it's always a constant work to do that. When you get some of those systems in, you got to work at it still. But hopefully what it does is it shines that bright light on the situation because the first situation is, is knowing and understanding where you are before you can 
really do anything about it. Too many people rely, if we're going down the technology, we won't go deep into it, but they'll spend 20, 30 grand on this nice construction accounting software. And then they tend to pay two to three times more in consultants to set it up. And it's never set up right. And it's never implemented correctly in the construction business. It's not worth the, the money you paid for it. And it's not the software's fault. Believe it or not, that $150 million contractor I was telling you, he's running on QuickBooks, hmm. but they run it well on QuickBooks. And you can run a $150 million contractor on QuickBooks. I'm talking about the desktop. Don't get me yeah. started on the QuickBooks online for construction. but That's a good point because typically, well, we'll talk about the other one, but I was going to say we used to have a rule of thumb that to implement whatever system you buy is three to six times the system. But sometimes we find it was... 10 times. I, I sat a guy down in the 90s. We got this great estimating system. And I sat a guy down there, one of my superintendents that was actually a really, really bright guy. He sat in there for two years trying to put all these things into the accounting system. We never got a house out, you know, for two years. Anyway. Yeah, I see that all the time, unfortunately. Yeah, that's a, that's a different episode. but And I've had contractors wade buy software and not talk to their CPA about it, which is insane. If you're not familiar with it, sometimes oh, you're yeah. speaking two different languages. Well, you going to get me on another rant there. Okay. Uh, we're, didn't I mean, mean I, to do that way. Estimating and project management plugins and they, they sell people into changing. Okay. Yeah. You got yeah. the CPA fired up. Man, we got to have an episode on this, baby. Yeah, let's have a rant episode on this technology in accounting and cash flow for contractors. That sounds like a really exciting one that we're going to have. I guess we need to wrap this one up, guys. We, we already passed that again. I say this every time. Wow, we keep passing our time. Any last bits of information we want to share? I, I would say when you want to have the growth rates out there, you, if you're growing, particularly like this economy, you better know your cash cycles. Get with somebody, ask them what's going to happen to us. Can your CPA, your your cash guy, I don't know, your bonding guys might be able to help, but what's going to happen to you if you grow two or three times in a year? Is that going to put you out of business? Know some of these factors and see if you can do something about it on the front end know your numbers or get somebody to help you know the numbers you don't need to go get an accounting degree or an mba to run a construction company but the people out there for you so know that hang on so uh, this is the contractor success forum thanks for a wonderful show today we have with us wade carpenter Carpenter and Company CPAs and Stephen Brown with McDaniel Whitley Insurance Agency and Bonding Agency. And I'm Rob Williams, Iron Gate Entrepreneurial Support System, your profit strategist. Don't forget our construction notes. You can go find those and find our information on there or at contractorsuccessforum.com. This is the Contractor Success Forum. Thanks for listening.